Hi, I'm Daniel, and before the episode starts, I want to briefly talk to you about the Garden Outreach Project, a WCF program focused on putting faith into action. Our mission is to inspire and support Christadelphians in North America to share Christ's love through outreach initiatives. This is done by facilitating national and local outreach activities, supplying resources, and providing funds to help brothers and sisters serve those in need. For example, in 2020, over 40 ecclesial groups participated in our Bags of Love initiative, which saw over 800 sleeping bags distributed to shelters and those without a home. If you, your ecclesia, or CYC want to learn more and get involved with our latest initiative, please visit our website at www.thegardenoutreach.org. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram at The Garden Outreach for the latest news and encouragement. And now, here's the show. Welcome to A Little Faith. Hi, Rachel. How are you doing? Hi, I'm doing well. How are you? Good. I'm really excited to talk to you today about RVA Light and what you've been doing there. So could you explain what RVA Light is to someone who's never heard of it before? Well, RVA Light is a little nonprofit coffee shop and community space located in the downtown area of Richmond, Virginia. And RVA stands for Richmond, Virginia. And Light stands for Jesus. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, but um, essentially what we do is we just we connect people so our mission is to connect people with each other because we all need community and to connect people with local resources in the community because sometimes people might not know where they can go to get help practical assistance and we connect people as much as we can with our Lord Jesus yeah, that's cool. I, I did say thank you for explaining the RVA thing. I think if you're not from the area, that can be confusing, yeah. but it is very popular in, in the Richmond area, that Definitely. little yeah. slogan. What kind of like part of town is it in? You said it's so, yeah, we're near downtown uh, Richmond, I'm a few blocks away from the actual part of downtown, all those sort of taller buildings. We're closer to the university VCU, Virginia uh-huh. Commonwealth University. And we're also in an area, a little neighborhood called Jackson Ward, which is currently gentrifying, actually, but has a lot of, it's a little rundown area. And so we're kind of right in the middle of these three interesting areas of town or parts of town where we can, we can invite people from lots of different walks of life in, um, to sort of help out or to get help. It's a good part of town because there are lots of different people who walk by. Right. Yeah, it, it, it's definitely, I've been there and it's definitely a high, kind of high traffic area just for, for yes. walking. And it is interesting, like when my wife and I went there last summer, in summer of 2020, we stayed at a really cool, nice hotel that's like two blocks over the, the quirk and we're able to walk to it. But yeah, it's a very, it's a realist, it really feels like a smash up of a lot of different kind of cultures at once. It is. It's a really interesting part of town because we're on Broad Street and Broad Street in Richmond is this really long, long street. And each block as you go downtown is a little bit different. So there's like one block that might be just really like derelict buildings almost. They're like 
look, you know, graffitied and it's just looks like a not great part of town. And then the next block is, you know, the hotel that you stayed at, which is really nice. Right. So it's an interesting part of town. We're on um, one of the blocks that's a little more rundown. Right. The, what's the, the kind of people, I guess, that, that you help, they come from all sorts of different backgrounds and have different kind of problems. But what are some of the services that you try to connect people with? So we, we basically are kind of a hub for information sharing. And so when we opened the doors, we, we wanted people um, from all walks of life to come in. And the people who walked in the most were people who are experiencing homelessness and a lot of people in recovery as well from addiction came in. A lot of people who are in active addiction come in as well. So some of the resources we try to connect people to would be mental health services. There's a free clinic around the corner, which is great, a great resource for people. A lot of people need to use the phone that we have. We have a a public phone and a public computer that people can use to sort of do their own research into things or get connected with social services on their own. And then also the shelter hotline for Richmond. It's, it's an interesting thing. The shelter, the way the shelter system works in Richmond is that you can't just go walk into a shelter they have to be, you know, they go through one hotline technically that will disperse, you know, will give people information about where they can go for shelter. And so there's one number that need that people need to call to get into shelter. And so people come oftentimes to use the phone to call that number. Right. And then just over the few years that we've been here, we've learned about other organizations that do a lot of good work helping people with practical needs. And so we try to just keep an ear on the ground, basically, for good organizations that are actually helpful so that we can just help pass along information to people who might not, um, yeah, who just need, need help being directed to good organizations. And so it's really just always kind of changing and developing. COVID made a humongous impact on Richmond's resources. Lots of things shut down. Lots of people, you know, stopped serving meals that were serving meals. Churches, there's a lot of churches here in downtown and a lot of them stopped serving their lunch program that they were doing. And thankfully that stuff is opening back up again, but now it's just relearning, you know, where where people can go to get a hot meal and a shower and clothes and all those things, just the basic necessities that we have that not everybody has access to all the time. Yeah. Yeah. And so how how long have you guys been, been doing this? It's, it's neat to hear, you know, how well you're doing at kind of connecting people to the different things that they need, but I feel like it wasn't like you, you kind of started with kind of more of a coffee shop focus right? So yeah, talk about that. How long ago did did it start? Um, So we opened up in September of 2018, or the end of August of 2018. And we've been sort of developing since then, but uh, and expanding a little bit. Well, we've expanded quite a bit actually in the last year or so. But at first it was sort of a open up the door and see who God brings in and what the need is. And, and I think that that was actually really good because it really allowed our neighbors to determine what they 
wanted us to help them with rather than us coming in with a solution. Right. So we, we didn't want to come in um, and say, well, this is what you need. You know, nobody nobody wants that kind of uh, experience. So uh, really it was people walking in the door and saying, you know, here's what I need help with. And us saying, oh, okay, either we can or can't do that. We do set a lot of boundaries. So we try not to do for people what they can do for themselves. And we don't give out money. We don't give out, you know, we try not to give things away as much. Sometimes people, and one thing that has actually happened within the last few years is that people started sort of just bringing food that was extra from, they might get a, a, a bag of food from a church, but not be able to use all of it. And so they'd bring it in and leave it next to our microwave and somebody else would come in and say, Hey, I can use this. And so that's the one thing that, that does happen, which is kind of cool is it's more of a space for people to share. Yeah, that's cool. What they have. And so, yeah, so people will sometimes leave donated items, but we don't, we don't necessarily make that our mission. It's just something that has happened over time. Yeah. So, and then, yeah, so it's, it's changed and developed based on, yeah, the, the actual need of the people walking in the door. I believe also it's been guided and directed by our Lord Jesus. Mm-hmm. Well, we've been trying, you know, to be open to where he takes us. And, but we've always sort of had that core mission of practical service based on community and the fact that, you know, we can't do life alone. We weren't made to be alone. And a lot of people are very disconnected and very lonely and isolated. And they may be just trying to make it in the world and not have a lot of friends, and yeah. not have a community. And so this place, I've heard people say it's a safe space for people. I've heard it said that it's like a calm in the storm. I've heard people come in and they just like to sit in the environment and be with people. <laughs> puzzle today with somebody and it was just really nice to have a chat about life over a puzzle, you know? Yeah, no, I hear that. Yeah, it's, I, I love love that concept that, that, yeah, you're kind of just providing that just kind of companionship sometimes and kind of those physical needs being met by the community that, that exists, which is, I think, absolutely true that we're, that that's how we're, how we're designed. I mean, that's really, to me, the, the purpose of church, right? The purpose of having an ecclesia is to be doing things together. Absolutely. Um, I was just going to say, going along with that, you know, one of my motivating ideas behind RVA Light was the fact that I grew up with such a wonderful community right. of um, believers around me. And they basically just gave me a, a support, a sense of comfort, a sense of family, a sense of security. And I think that that is Jesus working mm-hmm. with people. And I just really wanted to extend that out past, you know, out into the world essentially was, you know, this idea of come here. Jesus says, come to me. If I'm going to be Jesus, I want to create that sense of community, security, support, a safe place in the world for, for people to come to and, and hopefully see a little bit of Jesus and, and, and that blessing that I received growing up. Yeah. Love that. Earlier you said, you talked about how it's like practical. It was motivated to, to, as kind of a place for practical service. 
talk more about that. What does that mean? Yeah. So a little bit of that. So that goes back to my, my background. Oh, sorry. I don't know if I can mute the, if you can hear those. Okay. So that, that goes back to my background is in mental health nursing. And I used to work in, um, an acute care psych, um, facility and in a hospital where people would come in and they were in crisis, oftentimes, you know, unable to take care of themselves or, um, you know, wanting to end their lives and in really just desperate situations. And a lot of times people would be discharged and they might be discharged out to the street if they were homeless um, or out into the community. And even if somebody had a home, they might not have a community really. Sometimes they might just have a home to go back to, but nobody who cared about them in their life. And so Really, it came from seeing that brokenness, seeing that disconnection, and seeing the people who came in who would go back out to the street and then come back in because they didn't have anywhere to go. They didn't have anyone to to be with. And we'd give them a a discharge out of the hospital with a follow-up appointment at a doctor's office across town. And they may not know how to get there. They may not, you know, they may not even... Remember what day it's on. Who knows? Who knows the issues there? But they would just fall through the cracks. And oftentimes they would spiral down and we see them again a few months later and they'd miss that appointment just because they didn't have support outside of the hospital. And so that got me thinking as to like, you know, people need places to go with community who cares about them and cares if they get to that appointment or not and just supports them and says, hey, we love you. You can do it. We're here as a safe place for you to go out into the world from here and, you know, make your life better, you know, give your life to Jesus and get, let him make your life better. Essentially, the idea is for people to have a place while they're getting their life together, getting themselves sorted, trying to improve their situation. It's kind of a safe place to jump off of from, you know, and also a place where Like we may be able to help them in that journey towards stability and more mental health, mental wellness. A lot of that mental health comes from having community. And so essentially the idea is we're not here to fix everyone's problems necessarily. I may not be able to fix all your problems, but I'm going to be a friend for you and a good neighbor. And I'm going to do my best to maybe if I have an idea give that to you, but I don't look at it as we're here to fix the problems of our community. We're just here to be a good neighbor to mm-hmm. our, to, in our community. Yeah. Good. Yeah. I love that. As, and that's an, that's an outlet, you know, for our, for our calling to, to do that, you know, to be, to show that love of Jesus to other people. story is massive for me because, you know, the Samaritan doesn't look at the man on the street and go, well, he didn't, he wasn't really smart because he didn't go with somebody else, you know, he's by himself. So he kind of brought this on himself or what did he do to get into this situation? Or, 
who is he and what's his background? Uh, what's his creed? What's his nationality? He just saw a man in pain and he said, I can help him. And he did. Yeah. Yeah. It's as, it's as simple as that. And it, I think you're succeeding at kind of making it that simple from my, from my visits there. We were there again last May, Jess and I were there for, for a wedding and, and stopped in to visit. And it, it, I do, I do commend you guys for, for making it, I think for really succeeding at that kind of making it, this is, this is pretty simple. You know, do you need to use even the bathroom or, you know, the, the, the phone, the computer, you know, do you need a, would you like a cup of coffee? These are really basic kind of basic things, but incredibly powerful for people in the, in the time that they need them. Yeah, absolutely. I think it really comes down to not having an agenda one. Mm -hmm. So when somebody walks in the door, I don't have an agenda for how they use the space or how our conversation goes or, you know, it's really just seeing a human being walking through the door and saying, I love you. Yeah. You know, so. Because Jesus yeah. loves you. Yeah. Because, because Jesus loves you. Exactly. And yeah. there's no strings attached. And I think part of that, the no strings attached comes from trusting that Jesus is calling who Jesus is calling. I think he's calling everyone, but everyone's on a journey with him in their own time and in his time. And I don't need to be pushy because Jesus is in control. And so if somebody wants to sit and talk with me about my faith, I'm absolutely all about it. Let's talk about it. But if somebody wants to sit and talk with me about a sports game, I'm all about it. Let's talk because what that does is it builds relationship and people need relationships. We're all about relationship and people those, those, whatever is in my heart is going to come out no matter what we're talking about. And if my heart is based in love and especially the love of Jesus, that's just going to come out naturally without meaning to be pushy. But essentially the idea is people walk in the door and we are kind of a blank slate. It's not really a blank slate because it's obviously a Christian organization. But right. my communication with them is sort of whatever they want to talk about is what we're going to talk about, you know? Yeah. I think you're, I, um, you're saying something that I think is, is really important that yes, we are motivated by our belief, right. And our, our faith system. And, and, and obviously we would pray for everyone and that we ever meet to come to that same belief and faith system. Yeah. But you know, that, that shouldn't be a, that shouldn't be the, you know, the, the agenda that you're saying that, that that's the perfect word for when someone walks in that, well, quick, let's convert this person to be a Christadelphian. And then we can, then we can offer them the, you know, the cup of water. It's like, no, the cup of water has to come first. Because and that's, sometimes it's just a cup of water. Right. Yeah, that's exactly. where the trust in Jesus is because sometimes yeah. it's just the cup of water. Right. And that's good too. Yes, that is good. Jesus I totally is in their life in some way mm -hmm. because he's involved in the world. So right. totally good. Yeah. No, I, I love it. I'm, I'm, this is a great conversation and I'm so happy with what you guys, you know, with, with what's, with what's going on there. I was going to say, I kind of missed the, the sort of second part of what we do our expansion. So that was where, when we started, we were just the coffee shop. 
Right. And now we've sort of expanded, thankfully, to thankful to our donor. I guess I'll give a shout out to the Christadelphia Meal a Day Fund of the Americas, which gave us a grant to rent um, an apartment that's upstairs. And so it's not directly upstairs of the in the same building as the cafe, but it's next door upstairs. So it's really it's next door. And we use this space for uh, Bible studies, recovery meetings. We've done a work-life program where we've, you know, assisted, where we it's an actual program that is Bible-based that helps people get into the workforce, but also stay in the workforce. And then also finance uh, classes. And so we've been blessed to be able to use that. And the really great thing about having that second space is that it can happen. These meetings can happen at the same time that the cafe is open. So originally we started trying to do, we wanted to do that stuff, but we want, we were trying to do it in one space and it just doesn't work because people weren't wanting to come back in the afternoon. They thought we were closed. We would close up the cafe and then do a program and then try to open the cafe again. And it just didn't work. And so having the space where they can just both be running at the same time is wonderful because organically people go from downstairs in the cafe to upstairs to a Bible study. Um, It's more intentional and more um, spiritually focused. And then they can come back downstairs into the cafe and share what they did upstairs or just go back into that environment. So um, it's an awesome progression. People walk in the door and have no idea that upstairs exists. And then we say, hey, there's a Bible study. Do you want to come to it? And then yeah. a lot of people say, yeah, absolutely. Or just pop up because they see a sign, you know, that says what's going on. So that's yeah, an no, awesome a, uh, progression. It's a, great, so. it's a great apartment. I, I totally hear, I hear you. And I agree that it's good to have these things. It, 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 it really fits to have it separated kind of that, you know, here here specifically downstairs, it's all about kind of meeting your needs, you know, connecting to these services. It can be in and out, you know, it can just be a minute or would you like to come upstairs? There's a, a full on kind of presentation happening, yeah. which is good. It is a good progression. That's definitely been, and and I, and, and from being in the space that the upstairs is kind of more overtly decorated as well. Like there's religious stuff, paraphernalia kind of all over downstairs as well, but it just feels like, okay, the upstairs, this is, this is much more deliberate. Yes, definitely. We wanted to keep the downstairs space more neutral. Mm -hmm. It's very Christian. We listen to Christian music. There's Christian stuff on the walls and everything, but we want it to feel like you're walking into a coffee shop because that's more neutral than walking right. into a, something that feels like a church. And so, yeah, that was intentional. Upstairs is much more, much more of a spiritual space. So how can people help? Well, one amazingly cool thing that we have going on right now is that WCF has given us the opportunity, they've given us a matching grant. And so if we can get brothers and sisters or ecclesias to donate $15,000, they will match that amount. So essentially right now, any donation that's made by a brother or sister, Christadelphia and brother or sister, or a Christophian Ecclesia will be matched. Oh, wow. Um, So that's a really, really big thing for us because at the moment we're looking, of course, to the future. We're wanting to bring in 
more people to help us create the culture downstairs. So staffing is a really important thing for us. And we do pay a few people to be on staff. And that's a necessity for us to be open during business hours, honestly. And so that's one thing. Prayer, please just pray for us. That's a massive, massive thing is prayer that the Lord's will will be done in this space. And yeah, just let other people know that we're here. If you want to go to our website, that is www.rvalight.com. There is a donate button on there. Something that we really want to do is increase our number of donors who are giving monthly. Mm-hmm. It's really great to have something steady. So if you, I mean, if you want to give a big lump sum, we would love to have it. We're not going to say no to that. But if you want to sort of spread it out over a donation each month, that would be very helpful. It helps us to have sustainability over time. And right. so that's one thing that that we're trying to do is even little amounts every month helps. Yeah. Awesome. And people obviously can come visit yeah, or, uh, <clears throat> or volunteer their time. Right. So absolutely. Yeah. If you're anywhere near RVA light and you want to come visit, just let us know and we can actually find you a place to stay. And there's, you know, m- many brothers and sisters in Richmond who would be happy to host anybody who wanted to come and come out of town, but yeah, stop in, have a cup of coffee with us. We would love to, we want to do more programs. So if you, you know, if you have an idea for a program that might be beneficial for people, we're, we're interested in, in spiritual programs, obviously Bible studies, but if you have a skill that's like, that could be useful for people. So for example, we've had people come in and you might teach a nutrition class or might have knowledge about first aid or yeah, just practical skills like computer literacy is a big, a big need. I have had multiple people ask for computer literacy classes. So if you want to come and stay for a little bit and teach a class, that'd be awesome. Yeah. Thanks. This has been a great chat and uh, I hope this inspires people to check it out and to, and to donate. So please, please do learn more on their website or get in touch with Rachel directly. And thanks, Rachel. This has been a great, a great talk. Thanks for uh, letting me come and chat with you. It's been wonderful. Yeah.